Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Hello. <laughs> How many of you believe in love? You must believe in love. The Bible says that God is love. Amen. And he that loves is born of God and knows God. If you don't walk in love, which is different from like, you don't have to like someone, but you have to love all men. Amen. Amen. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not easily provoked. Love does not seek its own. Amen. So I want to encourage all of us that, you know, Paul said that if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels <laughs> that do not have love, you are like a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. You know, you can do great things, but without love, they will come to nothing. So I want to encourage all of us walking love, those watching by Facebook, um, Araba, Eugene. Jifa, Senna. Ah, today I don't have my phone. I cannot see the rest of you, but all of you watching on the Facebook, all over the world, Steve, everybody, I want to encourage you to um, walk in love. Maybe forgiveness and your ability to forgive is the greatest sign of love maybe forgiveness because you know when you are you've been genuinely wronged <laughs> that's where you have a chance to show love so it's a very important song she sang i think today is celebration sunday isn't it i think when i saw the beautiful look since i was born this is the most beautiful balloon arrangement i've ever seen since i was born 40 how many years am i uh, how many 40 uh, 76 is what 44 years ago i have to calculate my age i don't think about it <laughs> yes this is the nicest in terms of the color combination in terms of, look since i was born i've never seen transparent balloon before till today yes never in my life i cannot lie you can accuse me of a lot of things but lying there is not one of my the good things I know how to do. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've never seen transparent balloon. Is it balloon? I think I've never seen a transparent balloon before. So, I think today is a special day for me and all those who arrange these uh, balloon arrangements, I want you to know that I'm touched. Amen. And I'm appreciated. Amen. And may God also make your life colorful. You see, what I especially even love about it are the soft colors. 
yeah it, 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 it reminds me of my softness amen and, and yeah and I pray that God will make me as soft as the colors of the balloons or more soft amen all those who shouted amen God has seen you God has seen all of you hallelujah let us pray but before we pray before we pray all those on Facebook I want you to share the link and carry someone to join in pick, pick your phone and call someone to and share the link with the person tell the person to watch that for the next 30 minutes the person should use their data to watch facebook and the data is low the bundle you need to use is just a few 200 megabytes or so just share the link with someone encourage someone to join in it's going to be a blessed message they will hear in jesus name amen father we thank you we ask for the presence and we ask for the power of the holy spirit to be with us father i present myself before you asking you to speak through me that we would all be blessed as we listen and that we will all receive it as it is in truth the word of god thank you in jesus name amen put your hands together for the lord as you take your seats maybe today is celebration sunday so um let me see a few things in honor to god you know one day maybe seven years ago or so when my father was still alive i went to ask him no i went to visit him and he asked me that do you know the meaning of your name toss you see when somebody who is in authority or a father also asks you a mystical question you should become afraid so he asked that do you know the meaning of your name toss and i said no then he told me that when you were born you were given eight days to die by the by the doctors in Kolebu. you were given eight days to die and a doctor saved your life and the name of the doctor who saved your life his initials were t-o-s-s yes yeah, so i named you after him in honor of the person who saved your life because the doctors gave you eight days to die one day one of my cousins had been married for many years without a child and my mother was telling me something she told her to encourage her and my mother said she told her that have you seen that the difference between max and toss that's my first my my elder brother it's four years and the age difference between toss and juno who's my younger brother is two years then my mother said told her that i miscarried about four times before i had toss <laughs> yeah the devil didn't want me to come into this well and when i came like jesus immediately he tried to kill me here i am after 44 years it's true my mother told me that one day when i was about two about two years or three years she was standing in the kitchen and we used to live at North Kadesh at the bottom of a hill. Not hill, but like, you know, the road sort of goes down. Just near the Kodesh. And my father had parked his cars in the yard. It was a big house, about four plots of land. Big house. So he had parked his cars. And I was standing in the middle of the yard. And she was in the kitchen cooking. Suddenly, she saw one of the cars had begun to move towards me. And I was standing there. 
Not aware, I mean, a little, but I'm not even aware that a car is coming. No, there was nobody in the car. The car was moving on its own towards me. And then she screamed. I didn't know why she was screaming. And she began to run towards me as the car was coming towards me. Then she just carried me out and just fell on the floor. The car just came to pass. I'm still here. So, <laughs> I'm great. And I, and I got to know of all these just a few, three, four, five years ago. You know? But truly, when I look at the things I've been through in life and in ministry, I am strongly aware. I am acutely aware. It is present in my mind. The physical presence of God with me. Otherwise, I won't be here. One day, I was driving from um, uh, Bangui, Democratic Republic of uh, no, uh, Central Africa Republic to Cameroon. And I'd been rude to some soldiers <laughs> at the checkpoint. To harass, and I was tired. I just wanted to come back home. So every bribe they had me, they wanted me to beg. And I also decided that I'll never beg them. <laughs> so any time, pay a thousand bribe, I pay. Pay two thousand, put it down. You're not know, your payment are four thousand, pay. Then the commander got angry. They said, I pay ten thousand, pay. <laughs> they wanted me to beg. I said, I will never beg. My name is Thoughts, I don't beg. Then they allowed me to go. A few kilometers down the road, I saw four soldiers had blocked the road. They were standing like this, with their guns like this. As soon as I saw them, I said, Oh, today uh, I haven't yet written my will. <laughs> the method has to change. So as soon as I got down, I even told my truck driver to stop before they stopped us. Then I got down from the truck. On a, in, a, in a village. No reception. No, nothing. I went to the commander. They said, go to the shed. When I got there, they didn't ask me any question. They just told me, pay 50,000, Sefa. And I just counted. One, two, three, four, five. Hey, that day, I saw that. No, I can die here. Many, I've been through many car accidents. I cannot even count them. Freak accidents. Here I am, celebrating 44 years of God's goodness. It's true. When I read the Psalms of David, I can identify with them because I sense the nearness of death. And distraction to me all the time. So it makes me very grateful to God for each day I live with a total disregard for what man can do to me because I have learned that it is God who has kept me and continues to keep me. So that's why, you know, when it was time to celebrate my birthday, I said, Look, let's celebrate it well. It's true. With no apologies to anyone, I said, Let's celebrate it well. You'll be the other, do balloons. I like balloons. I like 
balloon, but nobody had done balloon for me before, so do balloon. <laughs> when they finish, you put the air out. I don't know, but it's nice. Let's do it. I like it. <laughs> That's why, and I'm very happy. Look, I've never seen it. Look, I've never felt, you see, as I'm here, I can feel some warmth in my heart. It's true. I cannot lie at all. You know, so let's turn to the wisdom of the serpent to see what we can learn from the serpent today. Matthew chapter 10. You see, the difference between you and me is you two, the devil wants to kill you, but you are not away. <laughs> but I'm away. Richard has Gerald left. Ah, he's oh. Gerald, we've missed you here. I can I mean I know you are watching my Facebook. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. Listen, you know what I'm about to read there. Don't think it applies to Jesus' disciples and to pastors and to missionaries. It also applies to you. Let me tell you something. One of the biggest spiritual mistakes you made was to become born again. Because from that day, the devil now took an acute interest in destroying you. <laughs> it's true. Also, one of the wisest decisions you took in your life was to be born again. Because from that day, God also took an acute interest in you to protect you. That is why the Bible says that multitudes are in the valley of decision because the day of the Lord is near. We are living between life and death. God is, is protecting you. Satan wants to destroy you. You see, Job, your life is like Job. Satan wants to destroy you and God is preventing him. But you have a role to play as to which side you are allowed to win. The Bible says that and the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh and the two are contrary, the one to the other so that you will not know what to do. That is why the worst place you can be is to be a Christian who is following the devil. Matthew chapter 10 verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent for, that means that See, this is this applies to, to people who have committed their lives to Jesus, like you have done or are about to do. These twelve, Jesus saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaria. Oh, please, please work on the sound. I beg you. What? Don't, don't. Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any. Can someone help him, please? You want to come and change batteries as I'm preaching? All right. Listen to me. He said, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any of the city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. Listen to me. I want to encourage you and try not to live a dual life. All right, let's change the microphone. Hallelujah. 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 Please take all the bass to zero. I don't need bass in my voice. A little intelligence will tell you I don't need bass in my voice. A little education will tell you I don't need bass in my voice. 
Even the baby agrees with me. <laughs> Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any of the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. Those of you who like to dabble with unbelievers, listen to the words of Jesus. He said, Go not where unbelievers are. Don't go there. With all their reasons. Don't do it. Samson went to a Samson who was like a pastor, the judge of Israel, he died in a ninth club. Hmm. And into any of the cities of the Samaritans, enter ye not. This is how serpents be. A serpent will never come into this place. He knows we are his enemies. Oh, no, 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 I'm okay with this one. He knows we are his enemies. Choose where you go. In Psalm 1, he says, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, the righteous man, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Now, he says that the person who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, what that means is that unbelievers don't advise you. You don't seek advice from unbelievers. You are going somewhere, you ask an unbeliever, hey, is this dress nice? <laughs> what type of dress do you think an unbeliever will agree for you to wear? Nor standard in the way of sinners. Who, who do you stand to talk to? Or sit in the seat of, of, of the scornful? Who do you sit to relax with? The Bible says that when you are not like that, it says that, and it's not as he meditate day and night, but when you are talking to unbelievers, the Bible will not even occur to you. Bible says that when you separate yourself from unbelievers and from the world, you don't enter into the city of the Gentiles, nor go into the way of the Samaritans. The Bible says that you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Whose leaves do not wither. Nothing about you withers. Nothing about you goes down. Yes. But you shall bring forth your fruit in their season. You will always be fruitful financially fruitful spiritually fruitful emotionally fruitful maritally fruitful. you will be fruitful in all your ways in the season where you need to be married you will marry in the city where you need a child you will have a child in the city where you need prosperity you will be prosperous you will bring forth your fruit in your season and the best part of all whatsoever he doeth shall prosper i can tell you that everything i do prosper i cannot remember the last time i failed in anything anything at all academically spiritually emotionally financially my job but everything i do works everything i do works <laughs> you're being in church this morning a church, look i was talking to a pastor he said he started the church a year ago a year ago then i asked him oh so i just asked him in a nice way that was so about how many people do you whatever i saw that his attendance after one year is my attendance after one month <laughs> you don't know about church growth there go and ask people who have tried it <laughs> but for me the easiest everything i do works it's good i'm careful about who my friends are yes. i seek the blessings of god upon all the things that i do i know that my arm and my strength cannot accomplish anything i only seek for god to physically stand by me and he does Otherwise, I won't be here. I, I would not even be born. He said, 
Now Jesus said, but rather, go to the lordship of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. This is how Jesus has also sent us into the world. And the, whether you know it or not, you are in the world. Thus Christ said, when he was praying for us in John 17, he said, Father, I am not praying that you should take them out of this world, but rather guard them in this world. Look, God has no plan to take you to heaven tomorrow. Plan to enjoy life for the next 50, 60 years, 70 years. You will be here. You are not dying tomorrow, I'm telling you. Make, make, make plans to enjoy life. Those who say let's eat and drink for tomorrow, they die. Can't you see they are all poor? They are all poor because what do I want to live on for next year? They have lived on today. We are not dying this year or next year or five years. It's true. <laughs> Verse 16. Behold, I send you forth. Charlie, how many of you are feeling cold? Brother, at the back, put off the air conditions. Eh? We said we like air condition, but now we are dying. He said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. God is saying that He has put us in like a death situation, it is like a suicide mission. One day, I wanted to drive from Ethiopia to Accra, I wanted to find a way to drive from Ethiopia to Accra. So, I did some some research. So, I called the head of security of the United Nations in Ghana because they have offices all over the world. I wanted to find a way to drive from Addis Ababa to Accra. Then he told me, it is a suicide mission. (laughs) He said, you want to commit suicide? Then I changed my mind. But all Christians are on like a suicide mission in the world. The world hates us. And yet, this is where God has sent us to. But he gave us the formula. There's an echo in there. Whatever. But I thought he said the digital messages has a button that when you press, it takes you to the original settings. So why don't you press the button? Oh. He said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. A suicide mission. Say suicide mission. Can you imagine sheep, like three sheep, who are walking among 50 wolves? Are they not dead? But Jesus is telling us that this is your current situation. I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. But the good thing is, he has not left us without advice. He has not left us without counsel. He has not left us without telling When he sends us, he gives us what we need to succeed in the second. That he said, the key to your survival is that think like a sheep in the midst of wolves. Then he said, the key to being wise as serpents and harmless as doves is to be careful of human beings. Never, don't you find it amazing that Jesus never told us to be careful of devils? That tells you that human beings are more wicked than the devil. <laughs> yes. The, the Bible says that 
and Jesus did not entrust himself unto men and needed not that any should testify of him because he knew what was in man. He knew what was in man and needed not that any man should testify of him that it repeats again for he knew what was in man. How many people have not trusted men to their utter disappointment? Please, a man also means woman. I know it's not a gender equality something here. <laughs> yes. For he knew what was a man. If you are wise, you will never give yourself to a man. If you are wise. Yes. You give yourself to God. <laughs> Jesus said, beware of men. Beware. If you trust me, you will be disappointed. If you trust me, you will be disappointed because I'm a man. I'm a sinner. Does the Bible not say for all have sinned? How do you trust a sinner? How do you trust a sinner? Today, we want to look at another of the survival techniques of the serpents that makes it the most successful animal. So successful that Jesus himself would tell her to go and learn from it. Solomon told her to learn from the ant. Jesus told her to go and learn from the serpent. Choose Jesus. Today, I want to look at the fact that serpents are masters at overcoming handicaps. The serpent is the most handicapped animal. Even fishes have fins and gills by which they move and maneuver. The serpent has nothing. Human beings have legs, arms, nose, eyes, ears, everything. Yet, are not as successful as the serpent. There are many places on earth that are uninhabitable. There's nowhere on earth that is uninhabitable to the serpent. When the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, it is actually by the wisdom of the serpent that you can put that scripture into practice. Because all of us are handicapped in one way or the other. None of us has everything that we need. What, what will you therefore do to succeed? Try to overcome them. Turn every handicap you have into an advantage for you. <laughs> A handicap is something that severely limits you. Everybody here has something that limits you. It could be your educational background. It could be the fact that you are Young, it could be the fact that you are not in the nationality. And look, I was in um, Bangladesh in order to travel to Vietnam. When I went to the embassy, they had a notice there. It's supposed to be you just apply online for an e visa. I applied, I got a response visitor local embassy. When I got there, ah, I saw an A4 poster at the door. Do you know what was on the door? The following countries are not eligible, they're eligible for e-visa. They must produce further documents for something, something, something. Number one, Nigeria. Number two, Pakistan. Number three, Ghana. <laughs> Look, the 16 countries here, it is like a who is who of the worst countries in the world. Nigeria was number one. Pakistan, Ghana, Afghanistan, South Sudan, West Bank, Yemen, South Sudan. Uh, oh, the countries here. Yeah? You are here thinking Ghana is a nice country, isn't it? 
the squad they had put us in. Terrorism from Iraq. <laughs> when I said, I said, oh, my people, I had to come to Ghana. You see, and when, they, and when you apply online, they, they check the IP address. They can see you are not in Ghana. So they said, I had to come to Ghana, apply from Ghana before I could go to Vietnam. It was a handicap, but I had to overcome the handicap. I wonder because of this, I cannot go there. I, I said, I'm going to Vietnam. Vietnam, I will go. And I went. But some of you, you are always looking for excuses. <laughs> Not to do the thing that you have to do. Always looking for excuses. When I went to the embassy, they said, Ghana cannot go to Vietnam. You have to go and apply. That's why I couldn't go. Shame on you. Always giving excuses. Always giving excuses. That's the wisdom of the serpent. You are severely limited. Overcome it or avoid it. Number two. A handicap is something that makes you different from others. Maybe you are a black man among white people. Or maybe you are a woman among men. Or maybe you are a man among women. Makes you different. Overcome it. Three. A handicap is a disadvantage that makes success more difficult for you. Being a guy, you see, what has happened is Ghanaian in the world, Ghanaians look a lot like Nigerians. So, Northwest Africans don't know the difference between Ghanaians and Nigerians. They don't. They say we talk the same, we look the same, we behave the same. So, most Nigerians have come for Ghanaian passports. Ah. One day I told the Ghana High Commissioner to India. And she said, all her, listen, Ghana High Commissioner to India. She said, all her problems are from Nigerians. Because they'll call her. A Ghanaian has been arrested. Come to the prison. When she goes there, the people say, oh, mama, now I'll be you say, ah, you are Nigerian. <laughs> then, the person said, no, 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 but don't say, look, Ghanaian passports the person is holding is like a yellow card certificate. <laughs> yeah, all that problems are from Nigerians. What do you do? Many times, you know, you sit on a plane when the plane is about to land. Then they say, when you enter, all passengers go to terminal, whatever. If you are a passport holder for the following countries, you don't need to go to the immigration whatever but you can just pass through the electronic gate then they'll bring the flags of the countries oh i never see red gold green with a black star it's a handicap make success more difficult for me the country i'm from yet i've made all efforts to overcome that handicap one of the reasons is why i have a bank account is to overcome that handicap otherwise all my money will be under my bed oh yes why should my money be with a bank to make profit? We said, I was asking a bank, and I asked them, ah, so the money have can't I invest? They said, oh no. It pays, and I told them that the only reason why my money is not under their bed is, is so that when I go for a visa, I can get it. Make success more difficult, but overcome your country. Overcome your national background. That severely limits you. Finally, a handicap is a physical or social disability that makes your participation 
in life and in ministry more difficult. You go for an interview. You now, when you see, when they see you and you open your mouth, they say, hmm, this person hasn't been to school. So read. Take a dictionary. Learn words. So that when you are, see, when I saw Archbishop Duncan Williams who says he's not been to school, only to class three, praying at President Donald Trump's inauguration five years ago, I just said, nobody has an excuse for failing in life again. Yes. How do you overcome? You overcome by being determined. You see, Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, it says, to him that overcomes. You see, some of you like crying too much. Any small problem you face, you know, it's like the world doesn't like you, God doesn't like you, my mother doesn't like you. Please. You like crying too much. Rise up. Rise up. Work hard to overcome any difficulty you find yourself in. Look at Jesus. He was God. Jesus Jesus was used to doing anything he wants just by thinking. The Bible says that he created the world. The Bible says all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Yet, he's now become a man. Severely handicapped. How can God be hungry? Severely handicapped. How can God be the shape to cross the river when he created the sea? Severely handicapped. How can God need a boat before he can preach? Severely handicapped. How can God become a man? He cannot, he needs a woman's womb, womb severely handicapped as he came on it. Yet he overcame. That's what the Bible says, Revelation 2 7. To him that overcomes. Not to everybody who has an excuse for not doing what they should do. To those, see, when you overcome, you belong to a privileged group. Lady Padayudia celebrated her 11th wedding anniversary yesterday. So we give her congratulations. Why are you laughing? Yesterday was her 11th wedding anniversary. As you can see, she's late to church today. To him that overcomes, you see, look, decides to join the privileged group of overcomers. You know, in the army, there are different levels. I read a lot about soldiers because the work I do involves a lot of fighting. There are the general soldiers. Then there are the special forces. Then among the special forces, there are ranks. There are the Navy SEALs. The Army Rangers. Then there are the Air Force people too. See, but among the three groups of the Navy SEALs, the Army Rangers, yeah, and the Marines, the third group. Then they now, among the, they now have the Navy SEALs. Among the Navy SEALs, among even the Navy SEALs, then they have the different categories. When they don't know what to do and all the options are finished, then they call upon who they call the best of the best of the best. When it's the SEAL team, when it is like the, the risk of failure should be zero, then they call in the SEAL team six. Oh! And their philosophy is that they would rather die than fail in their mission. That's all. I was listening to an interview they gave one of them. said, if it means I have to chew the face 
of my open like my enemy to be free i will look they made a statement that the greatest tragedy for a seal team six member is to fail in your mission greatest tragedy of all is to fail that's how your mind should work if you want to succeed in life if you think that life will give you things easily on the silver platter then you don't know life well the bible says that god tears the ground the ground that was supposed to bring out the blessings god tears it because of adam's disobedience and he said in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread <laughs> and then when you sow into it he said thorns and thistles will it bring you yet you are not sowing you won't come you know i remember when my first son was being born i was standing at the delivery bed and my wife was giving birth to my first son and i was standing there looking hey you know i think what struck me most was the confusion on her face because the daughter would say push they should put them the daughter would say you push with your hips you are pushing with your body then she said, I'm pushing. The daughter said, no, you're pushing with your body. Push with your hips. I mean, so then I imagine myself, that, how do you push with your hips? Like, I try to do it. That, how do you push? Because so the daughter said, push with your hips. But they're pushing with their, and the daughter was saying, no, push with your hips. They push, they're pushing, they're pushing, they're, 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 they're like, no, you're pushing with your body, push with your hips. If you missed it, but I tried it. Then like, what is she doing wrong? So I can advise her. But I thought I tried to do some. How do you differentiate your body from your hips? I mean, was it working? Then I saw the water blood. And you know, as my um, son's head was coming out, then I heard a voice say that this is why most men are poor. Then I heard the voice of the Lord say, like, see, this is the case of the woman that in sorrow and in pain shall thou bring forth. This is how she overcomes her case. The case of the man is also to prosper in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. So every man also has to go through this kind of struggle in order to eat bread. And most men do not go through this kind of struggle. That's why they are poor. It's true. Watch a poor man, he's lazy. 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 Not underprivileged. I said lazy. You know, the young man who works here, I don't know him. For as long as I've known him, he wants to be a footballer. The last I saw him, he said that you helped him with the passport to go to Egypt. I just looked at him and in my mind, I said, ah, he thinks he wants the next Asamoah or Abinipeli or what? It is not like that, but you see, when I employed him here, his hard work, his diligence, his attitude, I said, ah, no, I will help this boy. Yes. So he's poor, but I said, look, when I watched him, his diligence, every day here early, late to leave, good attitude, do this, he does it quickly, nice attitude. When he's wrong, he'll apologize immediately. When, you see, what I admire most about him is that when he's right and you say he's wrong, he will respectfully explain to you why you are wrong. That's what I love about him most. Then I said, no, I will help this boy to prosper in life. 
Your poverty is your choice, especially your continuous poverty is your choice. And you remain in it unless you change. <laughs> to him that overcomes, will I give to eat? You are not eating because you've not overcome. You're not married because you've not been able to overcome it. That's why you're not eating the egg. That's the reason why. You didn't understand my French I was speaking inside the church. He said, to him that overcomes, I will give to eat. Eating is for overcomers. Revelation 2.17. To him that overcomes, will I give to, to eat again? Once again, you see that eating is for overcomers. Yes. Eating is for overcomers. In this pandemic, some people have, look, the richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, he became so rich that he has resigned from the company. Like, the company is no longer challenging to him again. He has resigned. So now go and take us to Mars. He's going to build a road from Earth to Mars. <laughs> you, you, look at the road you drove on to come to church from your home. Somebody is thinking of, he said, he's going to take us to Mars. He said, the um, resources on Earth are finite. And the needs of man are infinite. So soon there'll be nothing on earth for man again. He's taking us to Mars. Richest man. Biggest company. It is not, look, I was shocked when I read that every single IT company in the world depends upon Amazon service. Not, not Google. Amazon service. You see, but on the front, they sell bag, shoe. That's what you think. At the back, they're controlling the world. Now they want to get to Mars before everybody else. They are here sleeping. To him that overcomes, will I give to eat of the hidden manna. And to him that overcomes, will I give a white stone. And in the stone shall be a new name. Revelation 3.21. The whole of Revelation is full of people who overcame and what they got. Shall be hungry. <laughs> Lazy man. I was reading about this man. Um, in my date, we see the man wears the bow tie and talks a lot at his speeches. He was talking about how, when he was a student at Tech, he didn't have money, he was from a poor home. So during vacations, he used to be a mason. Not, not like a laborer for the mason. So not a mason who's laying the blood. So the one going to mix. Um, no, the one who went to make the mason, he, he carries it to go and give to the mason to lay the block. And that's how he paid the school fees at the You are lazy! Always crying over your present situation. You see lazy men, they want to go and marry girls who have done their master's degree. And are shocked and disappointed and offended when the girls say no. I mean, I don't understand it. Like you yourself, when you look at yourself, if the Bible is true, if the Bible is true, if the Bible is true, that can two work together except they be agreed, then you don't deserve her. You are sleeping at home. She has left her to go and do her master's degree. You say, I love you. You are just a strategic investor. You are not a strategic investor. You are just investing with hopes of return. <laughs> ah. Snakes don't have... Look, I was watching a documentary of a snake. Oh, 
they don't have noses or ears to hear. So they put their head flat on the ground. And like they have like a and it form like a grid. So for like a mile, a kilometer, they map out the vibe. Like when we step on the ground, they can use the senses under their uh, here is called what? Neck or jaw or skin. Here is here. They use their here. <laughs> they use their here to map out number one the distance of the object to them. Number two, the weight of the object to them. And number three, the size of the object. So they can know that there's something they can eat or not. She went there, okay, headphones, they want to putu, agraba putu, agraba putu, agraba putu. Well, the snake is using he doesn't even have ears, so he's using his ear. At the end of the service, tell me the name of here. He's using his ear to determine distance, weight, and size. So it can eat. So it can eat. So it can eat. Without yet, it's trying to find out how it can eat. Agrava <laughs> putu. It's not tongue, so. You see, not that it's praying tongue. <laughs> What pornography? What the snake without eyes is using thermal powers to gauge what it can eat. That's why you are not eating what you want to eat. That's why. When you pass by papaya, you go and buy kinky and pepper, then you go and sit by papaya so that the smell of the chicken, you know, that you mix it with the kinky and the pepper, and then you imagine that you are eating papaya chicken, then you eat it so that you are okay. Kinky, pepper, plus the smell of papaya. That's your favorite meal. (laughs) Kinky, pepper, plus the smell from papaya. How can that help you? Quick, handicaps you have to overcome. One, your youth. Paul told Timothy, first or 12, let no man despise your youth. One day I saw, so I said, look, <laughs> you have to change the way you dress. You are going to meet pastors. He came to me outside to go and meet some pastors. You should have seen his short trouser. I said, hey. and The trouser is like, you can even see the top of the socks, then skin, then the under the trouser. I said, please, please. You will not be received. You will be seen as a child. Overcome the handicap of your youth by the way you dress, by the way you speak, by the way you carry yourself. Don't go and everything and so uh, cry. Yes, yeah, so I went there, pa, and then when he's then Mr. Reply cry. Uh, look, <laughs> you must learn how to speak in a way that people old, most I don't people I relate to that are far older than me. Recently, I heard of the head, I sent someone to the head of one of the biggest churches in Ghana with a gift. You see, you must learn how to give gifts. In our culture, they say that the 
Childhood knows how to wash his hands, shall eat with the elders. You must know how to relate to the elders. The Bible says that a man's gift makes room for you. So at Christmas, I sent hampers to all the top pastors in Ghana. Oh, yes. And one of them, when he got my gift, he sent a message that, ah, buy this gift. This man will be my friend. He can give birth to, I'm sure his children are older than me. One of the biggest, if not the best, one of the biggest or biggest denominations in Ghana. Yeah. You have to know how to overcome your youthfulness. One day, some, somebody was talking to me, and when he heard the um, age of my children, they already did it. Then, then I told him, me, I'm a small boy. <laughs> I told him, I'm a small boy. But I saw he was thinking about it. So I answered his unspoken questions. I told him, I'm a small boy, but I've learned how to carry myself. So that I overcome my youthfulness. Number two, living in Africa, Ghana is a handicap. Africa is generally poor, disorganized, and despised. That's why that white woman says, Shut up and take the message. If we live here, can you do one yourself? Shut up and take it. Oh, and as you can see, we have shut up since then. Humbly waiting for the vaccine to come. When I started my work I do in the church, I told my staff, let us not behave like Africans. Let us not behave like a black man that somebody will buy a book and never receive it. I said, look, we must have a policy. If you order a book, within 48 hours, you have your book. In Accra, 24 hours, you have your book. Anywhere else in Ghana, 48 hours, you have your book. No excuse. You can lose your job because after 48 hours, somebody hasn't received my only policy is apart from me, I don't live like a Ghanaian. Even food, I don't like Ghanaian food, bamboo, clothes. I, I don't eat it. One day, one, one day I was traveling, and one of my aunties made bamboo and okra stew. I never ate it. I heard this immediately that, that she blessed me on my way to America, that she made me bamboo and okra stew, and that's how I went to America. is the only region in the world that has not developed in the last 30 years. Africa. Nothing going on here. The president of a certain country in West Africa had the elections. When he won the elections for the next 21 days he threw a party on a park. Mounted speakers and beer. Free. Of course, when you vote a footballer to be a president, what do you expect? Party. Party on a football park. From morning to dine, Abraba Putu, Abraba Putu, plus beer, free. They cannot, the, the last I heard, there were no dollars in that country. The last I heard, there were no dollars in that country. Some people had bought booth and they wanted to pay, there were no dollars for you to pay. Them. Of course, if you are drinking beer and music because you have won an elections, what else do you expect? So if you are in Africa, learn to overcome the handicap by not behaving like an African. When they were cursing the, and blessing the sons of Noah, God gave money to the white man. God gave religion to the Arabs and poverty to Africa. The black son who, the black son who dishonored his father, they told that a servant or servant shall thou be and thou shalt save your brothers. If you want to be rich, principle number one, never behave like an African. Principle num- 
Number two, never behave like an African. And principle number three, never behave like an African. Poverty was given to Africans. Riches was given to their white man. Stop insulting their white man. Adopt his way. God has given him riches. He said, Japheth or the white man shall be enlarged. Look at us here. We are taking pride. COVID doesn't kill us. God, God, God will go shame us. Inshallah, for no. They're living legends for now. We take pride in stupidity. We take pride in stupidity. We take pride in stupidity. <laughs> if you want to be rich, eschew the ways of the black man in little poverty. The black man has advantages. So our advantage is happiness. The white man is a very sad man. If you want to be happy too, don't, don't follow the white man. If you intend to be happy, follow the African. Oh, I know the president. Well, let me mention it. He has left power. When Yaya Jamel was president of Gambia, I was there. His hometown where he comes from, they don't pay electricity bills. They don't pay water bills. He gives them food. They don't farm nothing. He gives them food. Well, morning to night, they play drums and dance. You cannot believe it. Can you lie? That's the name of his home. They play drumming and dancing. Morning to night. That's the Africa. If you want happiness, yeah, breath here. Can't you see at Christmas, they come home? Why don't they stay there and dance and play music there? <laughs> home sweet home. Year of the return. The living legends are coming home. <laughs> it's true. Happiness is for us. Where did... The last two years when they did the happiness index, the country that topped was Nigeria. The most confused country is also Nigeria. And the country I love most apart from Ghana is Nigeria. It's true. It's true. America, there's stress and tension, so on, plus Corona. Even happiness, Ghana is a place to be. When Britain was shutting down for fear of Corona for Christmas, we opened our beaches and nine clubs. That's all. All died, be died. The living legends are home. Yeah, my God, was a nice country. The living legends are home. We opened our beaches. I know because I used to drive in front of the beach to come to church. And it started with no cars for Mantle. Then I began to see four cars. I said, hey. <laughs> By the end of the year, whoa, the living legends had returned home. Honestly, your color can be a handicap because the black man is disrespected everywhere. Every, ah, I mean, sometimes when I travel, you can say, when they went to Dubai for more than eight minutes, they said, look in the camera. I'm looking at the camera. They said they can't see my eyes. But where have my eyes gone? Where have my eyes gone? All the white men, they could see their eyes, so they were passing. They want to say, open your eyes. He said, I cannot see your eyes. Then it's okay. Go now. Just go to the next uh, console. Open your and, and the thing they put like the camera in your look at the eye. Say open. So they couldn't see my eyes. Like the black man's eyes cannot even be seen. How do you overcome your color? See, understand and agree that your color is a handicap to so improve the way you dress, so that the despisement will be less. Five minutes more. Five. It's true. My boss here says five minutes more. Four. Your marriage can be a handicap. It's true. 
depending on how you are and how your marriage is, it can handicap you. Remember that handicap means that things are more difficult for you now. But you can turn every handicap into a blessing. You can use your terrible marriage to learn marriage counseling. To advise people what not to do and what to do is true. Sometimes when people go to jail and come out, then they will start a prison ministry. They are turning their handicap into an NGO. Soon, they are getting brand new Nissan patrols from abroad because they started an NGO. Look, learn to turn your handicap into a blessing. Your, look, your spouse doesn't love you and respect you. Turn to God and say, Oh God, Jesus, lover of my soul, use your bad marriage to serve God. Jesus, I will never let you go. The one you are married to, who you are told is singing it to, no, Charlie, a work here or turn it here. It's not working here. Let it work here. That's all. Take it into a blessing. And finally, your past can be a handicap. I mean, where you've been through and through in this life. Hi. But Charlie, when such people decide to turn the handicap of their past into a blessing, you will be on yourself. One day ahead, Juanita Bynham speaking about her past. Yay! How she used to use newspaper for sanitary pads because she couldn't buy sanitary pads. You yourself, you'll be electrified in the room. Talking about, she is the one who was preaching and spoke about, she went to preach somewhere and when she turns here, she sees a man she has slept with. When she turns here, and she's the preacher. You see that you are inside that, you are shaking electricity like anything she tells you to do, you do it. Because you see, she has been through and she qualifies to be where she's standing. Yes. But some of you are quiet about your past. Is that? Me. If God had been chosen Mary, he would have chosen me. <laughs> hmm. Five principles for overcoming handicaps in three minutes. One. Overcome your handicap by assuming the stance and posture of an overcomer. Always remember that you'll be rewarded for what you overcome. So, please, life is full of challenges. You are not the only one going through a problem. Everybody is. Have a posture. Like I was telling you about the Navy SEALs. Anything, look, the man said, I will chew the face of my opponent. I will chew his face. If I have no weapons, I will chew his face. That's the point. You must have a posture that failure, failure is impossible to me. I'm, I'm your pastor. That's how my mind works. Failure is impossible to me. One day I was sitting there and Bishop called me and said, take a truck full of books to Catholic country again. Sierra Leone from, from Sierra Leone, go through Mali, go through Niger, and then come back down. I do a circular route. I said, I haven't sat at them. They said, Now, I have to find how to cross a border, French border, speak French, cross this border, go through rebels, bribe rebels. Look, I've bribed rebels, all, all kinds of things. I have to develop even scriptures to help my conscience. <laughs> yeah. I like, I can't do it. But if you go to, I've driven a, a truck from Accra to Chad and back. I came back on Friday, Saturday morning, I was in 
Adaikesi at Labadi Beach Hotel preaching. The day before, my legs were knee high in mud. When I crossed into Ghana, I had to rent a hotel just to buy. But if I arrived in that crowd like that, nobody respects me again. <laughs> Rented a hotel at the border just to buy. Failure is not an option. Failure should be like you, you should prefer to die than to fail. You find yourself succeeding in everything. I'm telling you. You can't. When the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, it is true. In 30 seconds. Number two. Overcome your handicap by knowing, listen to this, know that everybody has a handicap. Look, the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. You are not the only one going through a problem. Just that some people have learned to put makeup on their problems, my darling. Learn how to put lipstick on your problem. When they slap you and the marks are there, then you put rouge. Give you a knock and the front has become a bam. Then you put foundation on the surrounding so that it becomes like a plateau. <laughs> Change it from mountain to plateau, then you are moving. Yeah, everybody has a problem. They've given you a cat with a big saw, wear trousers. You number three. Overcome your handicap by thinking of a way. Look, listen, think of a way. Think of how to turn your handicap into an advantage for you. When the pandemic started, I asked myself, so what can I do? My job is to sell books. We are locked down in Ghana. How will I eat? Then I, then I said, no. Facebook. And that's when I started doing internet pastors conferences. Oh, you may not know it. I'm known all over the world. Look, my birthday pastors were sending me messages from Asia, America, Canada, here, here. Oh, you did you think of me of me as a local star? I was invited for several pastors' conferences in India by Zoom. Then you see me there, they are singing songs in India. Then they'll say, it's time to preach. I can't understand what they're saying. Then somebody will signal me like this. They'll say, ah, and I'll start preaching. Belgium, they'll call me. Want you to have a pastor's conference. Through, through what turning my handicap into an advantage. Not just to overcome, but now it has become a blessing. Stop crying. You cry too much. Your husband doesn't love you. Oh, but you're not the first and you'll be the last. Your wife doesn't mind you. Your wife doesn't mind you. Ah, please. Ah, those who are married, how many of them's wives mind them? They just like to wear suit and tie and pochettes to cover their... Uh, they, they use their pochette to cover their heart so that the love of their wife that's not coming, their pochette will cover it. That's all. And then they smile. It's the face mask and now with pandemic to get you the face mask to cover your smileless face. You are moving. Last but one. Overcome handicaps by receiving supernatural strength for your particular handicap. Paul said, for this thing I besought the Lord three times and he didn't mind me. A busy me. Paul prayed, oh God, not to depart 
something, God said, hey, depart How many of us have not prayed and God didn't answer our prayers? If God answered our prayers, eh, like our lives will be di- different. Though. How many times have we not prayed? Let your lack of answered prayer lead you to encourage people who also are not getting answers to their prayers. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. What is not working? Ah, receive the strength of God for that. And finally, overcome your handicap by embracing your God-given weaknesses. Accept your weaknesses and be delivered from wasting your energy on things that won't change. Recently, I heard of a man or woman. A man who had decided to become a woman in Britain. So some years ago, she went for breast implants, bum implants, she has hips and buttocks. No, it's a few years ago that I got to know that there's a difference between hips and buttocks. I didn't know. I thought they were all one. And so one day, a girl said, I don't have hips. I said, ah, but you have hips. They said, no, I don't have hips. Then she explained that hips is the one on the side. <laughs> I didn't know. Me, I thought they were all one. I don't go around looking at hey. So if there's some on the side or it's only on the back, I, I don't go around look, looking at that. <laughs> so she explained to me that hips is the side. I said, oh, okay. Recently, she got born again. And she began to sue the doctor. She said the doctor didn't give her enough counseling about what she was going to do. When she went and said, I want this, then the doctor did it for her. She said, the doctor didn't give it. So now she's not able to overcome her handicap of a man-woman who now wants to become a woman-man. Yes. But if people can turn from man to woman, then any problem you have, you can also turn it around for your good. Yes. Lift up your hands, stand to your feet, Start praying for yourself for the wisdom of the serpent that makes it possible for it to overcome every handicap. All those on Facebook, stand to your feet. You are part of the service. All those on Facebook, pray. Lift up your hands. Pray. Say, Lord, everybody here, you know what your problem is. Turn it into an advantage. Yes. Pray to God for wisdom. Pray to God for grace to turn it into an advantage ash that you may be above only and not beneath that you may be the head and not the tail that you may be a delightful and a delightsome land yes you may be a woman the bible says that the woman is the weaker vessel but if you are wise you can turn that weakness and turn that feebleness to your advantage. When you even enhance your weakness and your helplessness and your vulnerability, you will see people rising to help you. Pray for yourself. Whatever your handicap is, ask for grace and wisdom. Pray for only these two things this morning. There are many things to pray for, but pray for these two things. Grace and wisdom to overcome your handicap. Ask 
have God to show you the practical steps you need to take to overcome your handicap. Ruth needed a husband. Naomi, the more experienced woman, advised they said, number one, bath. Number two, anoint yourself. Number two, or smell nicely. Number three, dress well. Number four, cook for him. Number five, go and lie at his feet. Humble yourself before him. Naomi gave her the steps, the wisdom steps to overcome the bitterness of a widow. Pride and arrogance wasn't one of the steps. Humility and pleasantness were the keys. Falabosama, pray that in your individual situation, in your individual situation, whatever it is your challenges, maybe in your education, maybe in your business, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your school, whatever it is, ask God for grace and wisdom to show you what to do. For he said, I am the Lord that teaches you to profit and shows you the way in which you should go. If you humble yourself before God, he will show you. If you humble yourself before God, he will teach you. Oh, how God wants to teach you. How God wants to show you the way. Karo For he said, all that they would have a heart I can teach. And they would hearken to my ways. Listen to me. Then would their peace have flowed like a river. Today ask God for the grace and the wisdom we need. For your peace to flow like a river. Rashi makafoka samakaya. Ramika filabo samakafaya. Grace and wisdom is given to you this morning. Grace and wisdom is given to you this morning. Grace and wisdom to have the things that make for your peace. All those on Facebook, receive it in Jesus' name. All those in the room, receive it in Jesus' name. Receive the grace and the wisdom for the things that make for your peace. Kashuma kafaliko simakaya. Oh, I feel that God is blessing people with grace and wisdom. I, I feel it in the spirit. I feel it in the spirit. Receive grace and wisdom. The needed grace and wisdom. That is his help to you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. And with every head bowed and with every eye closed. Maybe somebody invited you to church on Facebook. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. The first step to overcoming this world is Jesus. For he was the overcomer who overcame death and the grave. If you are here like that, you want me to pray with you before because I want you to lift up your hand. Those on Facebook also. Stand in your room wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Those in this room, you want to be born again. You want to surrender your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand I'll pray with you. Kashuma Kafala. On Facebook also. Let's all say this prayer together with those on Facebook. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins. 
I confess that I am a sinner. Wash me with your blood. Heavenly Father, please write my name in your book of life so that when I die, I will come to heaven. Say, Holy Spirit, please come and live in me and help me, strengthen me to live the life of a Christian all the days of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Those on Facebook, if you gave your life